a child of God, someone who's found worth, someone who's found their place in Jesus. It's my privilege to be here today, number three of Romans, and uh, I hope that you've been following some of this. Not that we're going verse by verse or looking at it in any way that uh, you could And that means that next year we can revisit Romans and we can revisit the next year and the next year. I call it Roaming Around in Romans, which is about the gospel. It's Paul telling us what it means for us to live out the life of the God story in us, the good news of the kingdom. Jesus came, he was sent, he came, he lived among us as a baby, as a teenager, as a 13-year-old. Happy birthday for last week, by the way. Uh, And also, as young adult, right up, he lived among us. He showed us what it meant to go around doing good. And he gave his life for us. He said, I didn't come to condemn. Remember that first message we had from Ben about condemnation? We bear the consequences of our sin. But Jesus came and he took a condemnation for us. And Ben talked about opting out of that condemnation through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And last week's message told us what we are de- who we are declared, how we're declared, what happens when that we opt out of condemnation into the family of God. We are justified. Remember that? pretty heavy message we had last week with all those big long words, justified, made just as if I'd never sinned. But you're going to say to me, and especially those people who were baptised today, congratulations, that was great. (laughs) And this is what's going to happen, hi today, great. But guess what? You're going to sin again. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I want to talk about Jesus becoming what we are so that we could become who he is, become like him. Jesus became what we are. What are we? Human. Touch yourself. If you hurt yourself, you're human. And that's what happened to Jesus. He became human so that we could become what he is. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? God doing that. So we're justified, justified. And what we are has consequences. You've talked about that. Now in Romans 5, after that wonderful passage we had last week, there's the strangest talk. There's the strangest verses. Probably some of the strangest in the New Testament. Listen, uh, a section about two Adams. Now, one Adam you know about, okay? One Adam you uh, have heard about, and we actually call this Adam the first Adam. And when we talk about this first Adam, can you see here? Right now, someone has been born into the first Adam. In fact, faster than I can write them. People are being born into the first Adam. Um, We know that 
We've talked about Adam. Adam sinned. And this Adam, according to this passage in Romans, is looking at Adam as a representative of all humanity. Adam just means human, from the dirt. Doesn't always mean male, okay? I know it's a male's name, but it means dirt, of the earth, human. So Paul states that we are all born in Adam. Got that? We were all born in Adam. First humans, that's part. Means that we were living under God's condemnation. In Romans chapter 5, at 12, it says this. When Adam, the first person uh, sinned, sin entered the world. Meaning that Adam's sin brought death. That's the consequence. That's the condemnation. That's its result. So death spread to everyone. That death is a separation from God. It starts with decay physically, the earth and all of us. There will be a day when we too, if Jesus doesn't come before us, we will die. So death spread to everyone for everyone's sin. So you got the idea? Every one of us are born into Adam. And they're faster, getting born in there faster than I can draw it. Every human being. That represents the solidarity, all the human race. Have you got that? That's probably one of the hardest things to grasp. But that's the picture of who we are in Adam. Now, that little word in, I'll just explain a little bit about the Greek context there because that word and how it's used means this is where I find myself at home, in my location, my place. My home is in Adam which is a ah, little bit um, sobering. My status in Adam, the old humanity, is all of us, of dirt, of the earth, sinned, enemies of God. Our future, without hope, hopeless, death. Now, here's the good news. We can opt out of this Adam. And we are told that there is a second Adam. Any guess who this is? Well, the passage says here, when we opt out of Adam, we can come into the new Adam who is Jesus. And... We are, when we come into this, we are declared righteous. Now, I believe there's been a couple of weddings just recently. And what happens at a wedding is your state, you're declared, your declaration is made, and your status is changed. You move from a single way of living to living in a relationship with another. That's called your status. That's called the wedding but you've got a long time to live out what it means to be married. Is that right? And sometimes you think, why oh, did I marry this person? So I'm told, okay? But other times you think, I've got the best person in the whole world. 
Right? All of those say it? Yeah, 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 come on, you know. And so you've got a new status. Well, when we come out of Adam and we come, and there's people also being born into Adam faster than I can say all over the world today because they've opted out of the old way and they've been given a new status. And that new status is Jesus. What we are, Jesus became. And I'm going to read from Romans 15 and 16. The scriptures will be up there. What we are, Jesus became. But there's a great difference between Adam's sin and God's gracious gift. For the sin of Adam brought death to many, but even greater is God's wonderful grace and his gift of forgiveness to many through this other Adam, Jesus Christ. And the result of God's gracious gift is very different from the result of this one man's sin. For Adam's sin led to condemnation, but God's free gift leads to our being made right with God, even though we're guilty of many sins. Jesus became human, declared the second Adam, or the new Adam. What we are, Jesus became so that we could be like him. And so I now become in Christ. And what does in mean? This is my new home. I am in Jesus. I am in the second Adam. This is where I live and I'm declared righteous. Righteous here is simply I'm made right with God, justified if you like, but it also means that I'm acceptable to God. I've been made right, reconciled. There's nothing between once I was an enemy, now I'm a friend. Once I was not a people, and now I am. Once I was in this kingdom of darkness, now I'm in this kingdom of light. And that's my new home. Does that make you excited? Yeah, I got a new home, very good. So what we are, human, Jesus became human so that we could be like him. We have a new status in Christ, the new Adam. He became like us. A new humanity. Now, what I liked about today's service is we had a 13-year-old giving a hope story. We had Gray up here, one of our newest Christians from last year, the year before, a couple of years ago. And, you know, he was older when he became a Christian. But once we're in the family of God, age doesn't make a difference. We're all there. And gender doesn't make a difference. Male or female, we're all there. Social standing doesn't make a difference. We're a new family. Jesus is not ashamed to call us brother or sister. He's not ashamed. We become children of God, sons and daughters, son of God. We have a new feature, a new hope, life and transformation. But I can't go there today because that's next week's message. <laughs> I want to give an illustration of how this works. And you've had the illustration today. It was baptism. Because there's nothing magical about baptism. I didn't see a dove come down on Sheridan, did you? Or Gracie, no. I didn't see a halo come down. Or angel wings. I did see a smile. <laughs> I did see joy. But I didn't, it's not magical. And, and I think, um, Jono, you explained it so well. It's an outward act 
of obedience to what's happened inside. It's a picture of our union with Christ. Look at this verse from Romans 6 and verse 4. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. You've got it? We died. Buried with Christ by baptism, going under the water is a symbol of dying to our old way of life in Adam. And it's a picture of the glorious power of the Father as we come up out of the water into this new life. From dead by the glorious power of the Father, now made life. And so we go from death to life. And we are in Christ. This is our new home, our new family, our new status. This is it. This is the joy. This is the wonder. This is the miracle. It's great. Romans 6, 21 to 23 tells us something that I think is pretty important here. Because even though Paul says in another passage that we've been crucified with him, buried with him, risen with him, I'm crucified with Christ, yet I keep on living. And I could add, I keep on sinning. I'm declared righteous. So listen to this passage, because this is very important for us today. You're declared righteous if you're in the kingdom of God. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the obligation to do right. You've got that? And what was the result? You are now ashamed of the things you used to do, things that ended in eternal doom. But now you are free from the power of sin and have become, say it, slaves of God. Say it again, slaves of God. And you say, but I thought I was free. I thought I was free, but I've become a slave. Slaves of God. Now you know those things that lead to holiness and result in eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Our new status over here in Christ is, I am declared righteous. Now, remember I said when someone's declared married, that they now have this movement from singleness into married life. That's the wedding day. But the marriage goes on and on and on and on. You have been declared righteous but your life goes on and on and on. And you muck up. I do too. And it's a little bit like when we muck up, sometimes for the first time, especially this week after you've been baptized or told your hope story or spoken out these words or been in the choir or had a beautiful quiet time, you muck up. And do you know this old master that we used to belong to? He says, ha, ha, ha. Who do you think you are? You're supposed to be different. You've got a new status, you've got a new home. Come back over here because I know how to live and you've lived here for so long. He knows that you've sinned and mucked up, but he exaggerates it. And what is he also called? Satan, liar, pretender, accuser. And he comes out in his full glory and he says, you can't do it. And we believe him. And we know we've mucked up. And sometimes our parents tell us we mucked up. Or sometimes someone else tells us we've mucked up. 
God also knows that we've mucked up and he has made a way for us to live a life that pleases God, that we become slaves of righteousness, instruments of righteousness, learning how to live well in our new home. And he says, all I want you to do is confess. Confess means agree with God that you have mucked up. Agree with yourself that you've mucked up. Confess. God, I'm sorry. I did such and such. I'm sorry for that. There's a verse in the Bible that says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. And so we say, thank you for your forgiveness. I'm safe at home and I can feel the homeliness. And you know, part of our problem as Christians is that we're too jolly quick to get on with life, that we don't stay at home in Jesus long enough to know we're forgiven. Because we pray the prayer, we confess our sin with genuine repentance, and we still hear the voice of the liar. You'll sin again. What we have to learn when we're new in this kingdom, in Jesus, is we've got to learn to listen to his voice. We've got to learn again to listen to his spirit. We have to learn to read his word so that we can go on and continue to know that we're forgiven for that sin that we committed. What we are free from is the power and the dominion and the lies and the way of living. We are in a new place, a new home, and we just confess our sin. Hang around till we know we're forgiven, enjoy being in the family again, Go in the strength of God as you submit again to the one who's the master. And you tell the old Adam that you are not going to go back there. No way. He's got power, but he's not all powerful. He's got knowledge. He exaggerates, but he's not all knowing. Okay? And he's got a good memory, better than yours but not as good as God's because God chooses to forget. And it's living in the lies while we are here. And so we have to keep cutting them off and saying, no, no, I'm not going back into the first Adam. I'm not going into that kingdom. I belong here. I am free to be a slave of righteousness. So here's the deal. I submit to him over and over. I am declared righteous by God, right with him. But I learn day by day what it means to be a person who lives a righteous life, listening to the will and the way of Jesus, because that's where I live now, in him forever, as I learn to live. Paul later says later in this chapter 6 of Romans, he says, consider, reckon. Reckon yourself dead to that way of life. That's not you anymore, okay? Know that you are alive to God. And he counts you 
worthy, acceptable, enough. And he will give you a family, a new family, who are there to help you. If you want to know more, if you want to be prayed for, if you want to talk about this, you come forward at the end. There'll be people here to chat to you. Chat to your friends, chat to your mentors, chat to your parents, chat to people who too know what it's like to have come out of here into Christ. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Lord, for the work of Jesus Christ who became what we are so that we could become what he is. Thank you for righteousness. Thank you that you've called us to live well in your kingdom through reminding ourselves that we are in you. This is our new home. This is who we belong to and we're not alone, ever alone. It's a new family. Thank you for the grace and mercy. Thank you for forgiveness and hope for our new status, our new family, and our new hope. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.